Mayama Derek, E2. Uh, Mayama Katana? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> My Spanish is rusty. I thought of this concept a second ago because I was looking at the podcast analytics and there's no one listening in Mexico or South America mm. or any Spanish, Spanish speaking countries. So, Mayama Derek, E2. <laughs> Mayama Katana. ¿Cómo estás? Uh, muy bueno. Gracias. Chingón. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. Um, today, we're going to be talking about who knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, our thought was love. Love, marriage. Yeah. Relationships. We keep coming back to these things in our lives because we're in a loving, marital-type relationship. So, um, what do you talk about? What do you What do you feel? Have you ever been in a, a marriage? Have you ever been in a long-term relationship? Do you know what it's like to be next to a, the opposite sex in a loving relationship? Maybe not. I don't know. But... If you have ever been in any relationship, I'm guessing you may have had issues, perhaps. <laughs> or maybe you've had an uh, excellent experience. Yeah. From what we've discovered in our lives is that we've had very different and at times extremely difficult, challenging, miserable at times yeah. situations. That stemmed from our own uh, concepts of what we thought it, it was like to be in a relationship. Um, but now here we are and we're, uh, we're in a different type of relationship mm -hmm. that is unorthodox seemingly. Uh, it seems like the, the, the orthodoxy around relationships mm -hmm. doesn't fit with our way of, of being in a relationship with one another. Yeah. But why? Why why is it bad to be uh in a relationship in the way in which we are at this point? Right. But what is what is bad about it? Is it is it possible to be in a relationship and be fully codependent? Yeah. Full, all, together all the time, no separation in union. Is it possible to be in union with another human being mm. that you love? Or, or will you take the, the approach of therapy that says you should be your own independent person that has their own boundaries. And if you want to be in a relationship with another person, you should have healthy boundaries between you and your love, lover so that you don't get all fucked up and intermingled with, with each other so that I don't know why. I'm not sure. I can't remember why the reasoning, what the reasoning is for that. But I have found uh, that that's just not true. And uh, that's what we wanted to talk about today. We wanted to talk about relationships, love, marriage, and why it is that um, it's not acceptable to be in a full union as a man and a woman, uh, at least in our case. Why is it not acceptable to be uh, fully in a relationship um, 
Yeah. You know, why? What's wrong? Yeah, and it's a great topic because it, it connects to so many different threads. I can, just as you're talking, I'm thinking of all these different things. Astrology, past lives, uh, spiritual path, common, you know, common, um, what do I want to say? Like societal values. It, there's so many things that are at play in this conversation and in this dynamic. Yeah, and... Um... I don't know. I don't know what I was about to say. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that there's just so much to say. So maybe we should just start in the middle like we always do, because there's no way to like, what is the beginning? You know, I mean, there's no there's no beginning. I, I think that the the first thing that you raised about codependence and independence is so much connected to the values of a capitalist society and it's not seen as that now i don't know why people because people are so in it they just don't see it mm -hmm. but even just the whole idea the whole concept of the individual has never been important like it is now mm -hmm. in the and not just capitalist but american specifically too yeah of the individual is king individual is the the top thing Mm -hmm. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and the individual will rule everything. And it's all about freedom for the individual. Free to be me. The, at least that's the, that's the propaganda line. Right. I mean, it's not actually the case, but it's the myth. It's like the overarching myth that the individual is like the biggest thing in mm -hmm. this culture. Right. So then that necessitates in order to be an individual you have to have this strength of ego and differentiate yourself. You have to differentiate yourself from your family. Then you have to differentiate yourself from your partner if you have one, because if you don't do that, you're not an individual. And then that gets wound in with some people's understandings of like feminism and women's empowerment, you know, which is a whole other thing we could open up. I mean, I studied, I have a degree in women's studies. Um, and I studied a lot of that kind of thinking in the early 2000s. Newsflash. Katana went to college. <laughs> she got a bachelor's degree in women's studies. <laughs> it, it's not just uh, like, I'm a feminist and I burned my bra once in 1967 because right. I went to some rally. Right. Katana went to college. She graduated from high school early, went to Berkeley, the college in California, uh, and studied women's studies where she graduated from. She didn't like go to college for a semester where she uh, theoretically studied women's studies where she really just smoked weed. She, <laughs> she went to college and she got a four-year degree in women's studies. She has a slight clue, a little bit, uh, uh, quite a bit of background in, in the concepts about revolving around women's studies mm -hmm and uh gender yeah and uh what it even yeah. means to be a feminist yeah or what it used to mean yeah. at one, at one yeah. time yeah and it's funny because it was i mean i graduated in 2002 from college and it was like nobody talked about any of these things you know the the philosophers and the thinkers who were writing about gender and all of that stuff it was like so out there at the time Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see what's happened with that. And that's a whole other episode. But I think it does get intertwined somehow with like this concept of 
to be a strong woman, you have to be a strong, independent woman. I mean, I almost can't even say strong woman without saying independent. That's how programmed it is, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it it's like a backlash or a backswing from women are not, and you know, they're not individuals. They're just subservient to the man. Mm-hmm. So therefore, to correct that, you have to become a woman who doesn't need a man. Mm-hmm. And that makes you empowered, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a thing. It's a thing for me, for sure, too, because in my chart, I've got a lot of symbolism around past lives as the wife, you know. Right. And so this isn't my only go round in working on these archetypes and, and these roles. But I think that there's just some basic fallacies in that in that whole model that are leading to people suffering mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like it, because it's built on it's it's a what we call a mundane world view right or you know to use ram das's language it's it's channel two you channel know two, right. it's it's low level consciousness basically it's like a material mundane world consciousness that you have to be independent which what does that mean it means you make your own money it means you what what does it mean you have to have your own separate ego identity right and if you don't have that then that means you have become somehow less of a person and you've been subs you know subsumed by someone else usually it's the man you know the woman gets subsumed by the man right and then she has no identity and she is you know less of a person yeah not and not not as equal as a man Right. She, she's the, the man's right. shadow. Right. Or the man's right. property. Right. You know, throughout history. Right. And I think the ironic thing about it is that I was in a very toxic, abusive marriage for a long time. And I came. 20 years. 20, 20 years. Not, not one year. <laughs> not five years. Not seven years. Right. Not 11 years. 20 whole years is yes. a good amount of experience. Yes. Um, it, it, you could put that 20 years is a long, a great resume uh, to, to put on a resume of experience uh, in the subject matter yeah, right. that we're talking about right, right now, which is love, relationships, right. marriage. Right. So a 20-year marriage is an excellent um, example. Research. Research. <laughs> Deep, re- deep reconnaissance in <laughs> right. to the mind right. of what it means to be yeah. in a relationship with another person. Right. I mean, thank God, thank God the story didn't just end there because that was not a full perspective or a full understanding. I had to connect with you mm-hmm. and actually experience a full loving partnership, a true soul union right. so that I could actually understand all of the things that have happened and what it was that I was seeking. Mm-hmm. But coming out of that experience, so it's not like someone can say to me, well, you, if you do this where you just go fully into this union, you're at risk of something bad might happen. You, you could lose your power or you could be harmed in some way. I mean, I've been harmed in every way that there is to be harmed by intimacy in this lifetime and others. Yeah. So I don't really need anyone to protect me at this point from that. Right. Like I know what what is possible to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that the thing that's remarkable 
about you and I is that, I mean, you have your own story as well. Right. It's a different one than mine, but it's it's some experience prior. Right. A previous marriage. Mm-hmm. That we didn't, as a result of that, go into a full just, well, we have to just be more, even more separate. Right. We need even more separation because look what happens. You can get so hurt. Mm-hmm. You can be torn down. You can lose your whole orientation in life. Right. You can, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know. And instead of that, going the other way of full union. Let's let's go full, no separation. Right. No, I'm keeping this part of myself separate from you. Right. To somehow, I don't know. You know, the idea that you're going to protect it, or yeah, I don't know what what it what it really is. I mean, it's it's ego preservation in some way. Right. Like yeah, like I have to keep my. I've got seven deep secrets that I have to keep from you. Because yeah. if I told you about them, yeah. it would cause you to not love me mm. because these secrets are too damaging. Um, so I'm going to just hold those secrets away to myself yeah. so you will never find out. And then that way we can continue to be in our relationship. But what what really happens is if you do that, you those seven secrets destroy your soul uh, systematically. Uh, they destroy your ability to love and to feel love and they destroy your your possibility for true deep actual union mm-hmm. with the other person mm-hmm. but if you just be honest uh, openly mm-hmm. and and reveal the mm-hmm. seven deep dark secrets mm-hmm. to the other person mm-hmm. and they hear the secrets and are like oh that's not that bad I've got, I actually have nine secrets <laughs> and two of them are five times worse than your, <laughs> your perceived worst one. Right. And then what you find out is that, oh shit, I think maybe we have no secrets mm. and we have no reason to be mm. hiding away in our mm-hmm. dark corners of our, our dark uh, worlds where it's too dangerous to be vulnerable. Mm. Once we uh, just be vulnerable, mm-hmm. actually vulnerable, mm-hmm. We can be uh, mated together mm-hmm. into a actual loving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we allow the ability for love mm-hmm. to enter yeah. into our hearts with, mm-hmm. be, without uh, um, hiding away the deep secrets. We give ourselves a chance to um, let the love just do what it naturally is going to do. Love, all the love wants to do is just do, just be love. Mm-hmm. The tree is just the tree. The, the leaf is just the leaf, which is just love. And that is what we are. We just fuck it up by our own bullshit mm-hmm. and perceived um, realities mm-hmm. that are that are somehow going to be bad. Right. But that's just not true. Right. And and with the false belief that there is a separate identity. Right. You know, that you have this some separate self which I think also 20 years as a Buddhist practitioner, there is no self. There's no self in no, that way. No. You know, there is some continuity of consciousness. And we were discussing on our morning hike today. Right. What, what continues? What, do we, what have we found incontrovertibly? You know, mm-hmm. th- these things continue, continue from lifetime to lifetime. Yeah. 
you know, and from, from one incarnation to another, even if you're not fully changing bodies, like we've experienced this death and rebirth, what is continued across that change? Plus, what do we remember from past lives? I mean, love is really the primary thing. Right. Because it is your true nature. Mm -hmm. Your true nature is love. Right. And what we are all seeking actually is love yes. in different forms. Mm -hmm. And when it's not there and it's not fulfilled, it becomes perverted into all kinds of other things that are still trying to fill the need for love. Right. They're just, you know, it's a lack. It's an emptiness in, in the soul without love. And I feel sad, actually, that there's been so much destruction of the concept of love. And I don't feel like that is an accident. No. You know, it's, no. it's, it's a deliberate destruction of love because love is so powerful. Right. I mean, love is what enables people to become free and to break themselves out of all kinds of prisons, be them, you know, inner prisons, prisons of relationships, prisons of jobs, prisons of political systems, etc. The only thing that really can get you out of those things is love, right. some experience of love. Right. So, of course, the system doesn't want love really love is bad right for capitalism right you know people in love don't want to go to work correct they don't want to go to stupid jobs all day we prefer to be with each other right. <laughs> you know our purpose in life is to be with each other correct we don't want to waste our lives doing stupid shit because we know that love is the most important thing right so nobody wants that nobody really wants people that understand that because right. it creates clarity about what doesn't matter right Lo love is also bad for all isms yeah really uh, any ism yeah Lo love yeah. is not the best thing yeah. for communism or uh socialism yeah you know if yeah. you if you know that you, that really all that matters is love yeah then it's kind of hard to want to uh dedicate your labor to the common good right. you know the means of production you know, that's not going to be helpful. It's right. not. It's not just a capitalist system, right? Uh, that that uh, benefits from people being a, in a lack of love. You know, true. It's, it's not like we're saying ca true. capitalism. Yeah, is is uh, is is pays. It pays for capitalism to have non love. Yeah, it pays in all isms for for love to be. That's true. You know, I think that's one thing that people get all fucked up with in their in their liberal minds mm -hmm. they 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 go like well capitalism is the root of all evil mm -hmm. and it's it's destroying our ability to love we can't even be in mm -hmm. love with nature mm -hmm. but communism is it mm -hmm. equally destructive mm -hmm. to love well so socialism yeah i mean the common thread is an external authority right any kind of external authority right it used to be the church it used to be i mean mm -hmm. they're all the same right it, it, any kind of system of control system of external authority does not want people who are in a state of love because you don't need those things. Right. You have no fear. Love replaces fear. Right. Fear is what drives obedience mm -hmm. and makes control possible. Right. If you have no fear, it's just not going to work. Right. You can't be controlled. So therefore, people who are in a state of fear and who are in a state of lack is better for every kind of system. Right. And every kind of structure. Right. That wants control, including 
uh, an abusive partner, you know, that wants control and that wants to dominate the situation. It's actually better in that case Mm -hmm. that you're in a state of fear than that you are in a state of love. That, That doesn't work for control. Um, some people out there listening, maybe you have been in a relationship that is a little bit rough. Um, can you give an example to me of what 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 it would it feel like to be in fear? How could what is what do you mean? How is yeah. it possible to be in fear in a your, relationship? With, when in a relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's so many different levels. You know, the the most common thing or the thing that reached the level of of common awareness is like a physical abuse and and it is still a thing mm-hmm. you know i don't i actually don't know the current data but when i was in college the number one cause of death for women was murder by a partner oh, in this country that oh, was shit. like in the 2000s wow so you know it's still a problem i don't know where we're at now but Violent relationships, physically violent relationships do exist. Right. And they are a thing that it could, could create fear. Right. I think perhaps more common, or maybe not, who knows what's really going on, but perhaps more common than that is emotional fear. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was an experience of fear of abandonment, mm-hmm. constantly being threatened with abandonment or actually being abandoned repeatedly. Mm-hmm. without notice for different stretches of time to where I never knew what was happening, really. Right. Like, was I married or not married? I I did learn over time that I couldn't count on having a partner. Right. But you live in the state of fear of not knowing or rage, you know. Right. Uh, you're in a state of fear of your partner's rage. Mm-hmm. That was also my experience that... I didn't know when something is going to set off a, a whole outburst of rage. Right. Uh, so you're afraid of, of course, you're not going to be honest. You're not going to be transparent because there could be serious consequences for that. Mm-hmm. Um, fear of betrayal. We were talking earlier about the, you know, when you're choosing to be intimate with someone, you're choosing to share certain parts of yourself with them. And if they then use those things against you, either just in an argument, you and them, mm-hmm. or by telling other people something that you didn't want other people to know, yeah, that's a betrayal. Then you're living in fear of being hurt, really. I mean, you can't, you, you can't trust in that situation. Right. So those are all ways that, you know, it's living in fear uh, rather than living in a state of love. If you're living in fear of your partner uh, because you don't feel like you can tell them the truth, it's wrong. Yeah. You, you need to leave. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah. Um, maybe it'll take you one month to figure this out or it might take you 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, depends on your karma and depends on how willing you are to face the truth and, and to be yourself, you know? Yeah. Uh, I felt in in my life that I I wasn't able to be myself and I couldn't um do what I loved. I had to help mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. uh, my partner or the kids mm-hmm. do what they loved so that everyone else would be happy. Mm-hmm. Um but that caused uh, an unloving overall unloving feeling mm-hmm. because it comes from untruth. Right. Uh, untruth 
is not love. Right. Right. And this is the Aries Libra polarity, which we've got the Aries North Node and the Libra South Node transiting now for mm -hmm. another year or so. So that's affecting everyone. Right. Then we have our own charts of what's going on in relationships. And, and, and that's an extensive thing. Um, but my chart, for instance, is so heavily seventh and eighth house dominated <laughs> it's like right it's so striking just looking at my chart maybe i'll use the image of my chart for the cover of this episode so people can see yeah that it's it's very different you can see from just glancing at it like something's going on this looks different than a lot of other people's charts because all the action in my chart is happening in the seventh and eighth houses the seventh house marriage mm -hmm. and partnership and the eighth house actually really deep union right um Part part of that is through sexual union. Mm -hmm. Part of that is through other kinds of deep paths. But, you know, this kind of deep emotional intimacy mm -hmm. is a key thing in the eighth house. And my son is in the eighth house along with Mercury, Uranus, Juno, Vesta, Lilith. Maybe that's it. All in the eighth. <laughs> um, and then the seventh, I've got Saturn, Ceres, Pluto, Jupiter. Yeah. So, you know, it's like the vast majority of my chart in the 7th and the 8th. Then I have Venus conjunct my south node, indicating that issues of partnership, being the wife, mm -hmm. etc., have dominated a lot of my past lives, or at least the ones that are connected to the karma of this lifetime. Right. And then my Venus is out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So being you know love being out of bounds being out of the rules somehow being not uh, conforming with the way things are supposed to go my my first husband was 27 years older than me oh and i started you know seeing him when i was 20 years old mm -hmm. it was definitely out of bounds <laughs> definitely um and and you and I are out of bounds by just being out of bounds. I just mean, being out of bounds in general in every, in every way. <laughs> we're just we're out of bounds, and we're out of bounds by being too too much in union. Right. You know this thing of being together all the time, being fully transparent with each other, mm -hmm. not being two different people. When I'm on the phone with someone, you're in the room most right. of the time. I'm not a different person around you than i am not around you right which was not the case at all in my previous experience right but why you know why should it be that you have to be if you're being truly yourself all the time what would the difference be why would it matter if you're in the room or you're not you know i mean that's an indication if you feel like you can't be yourself when your partner's in the house that's a flag Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's concerning. Yeah. Or if there are really significant parts of your inner life that you cannot share with them. They mm -hmm. don't understand them. They don't respect them. They don't try to understand them, etc. Right. Major problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, how, how are you supposed to relate to the one that is supposed to be your most uh, intimate confidant? Right. And they're like, well, you know, I don't I, I don't really put much stock into astrology <laughs> or worse. Right. You know, outright outright mocking astrology. Right. Or, yeah, you know, well, you're just a yeah. fucking witch. Right. You're a fucking nuts. Right. Up. You're a wacko. Yeah. You're sh everything you believe is bullshit. Right. But 
I love you. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's what I'm saying. At least I, I don't know. It's not really. I don't know. You take take that for what it is. Maybe I'm gonna leave. Actually, yeah. Maybe I'll leave tonight. Right. <laughs> How about right now? Right. You know. I mean, I think that's the other thing with love. It's is that many people don't understand what that word means. I mean, I, I didn't. No. And I probably would have been annoyed by, I don't know if annoyed, but at least baffled by all this talk about love and what does it mean? I mean, someone actually said that to us in conversation recently. Yeah, what is love? What is love or how do you define love? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand. I understand the question. I, I had a similar disconnection but it that's sad because we should all know just intuitively what love is and i think we do know but we become brainwashed to accepting things that are not love as love right it's like you know the classic thing with abuse of mm-hmm. any kind childhood abuse uh, partner abuse you know this person is saying they love me. Why do I feel so bad? Why do I why am I crying again? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel like no one understands me? But then I'm being told, "Oh, I love you." Mhm. Like, well, it's confusing. Right. And it's also usually uh a paralleling the, your life i mean i yeah. i know no knew i know and know from now that uh i learned that love was uh from you know i learned as a child that love was not what it is now right as far as i knew until until meeting you love was uh, being manipulated yeah by a woman right right <laughs> love love was making sure someone else felt good mm-hmm. and I felt bad. Right. Love was um, shame. Yeah, there's a big one. Love was hiding my true emotions so that the other person can feel good. Right. Th- that That is not love. No. Th- those feelings aren't love. And when those feelings are coming at you from your familial uh, yes. people who are supposed to be supposedly loving right. to you it, it's really fucked up and hard right. to figure out right you have to uh, somehow um figure it out yourself right you know um and, and then you're programmed from a from a child to think that hate or to think that um um unloving is love right exactly it's double think at the most basic level. I mean, right, right. coming out of the womb mm-hmm. or before coming out of the womb. Right. You can feel love mm-hmm. in the womb, I believe. Yeah, definitely. You know, so yeah, that that's such a deep one. And then it goes multiple lifetimes mm-hmm. of, of wanting to understand love, mm-hmm. you know. And then I think this other thing about union, you know, we really believe and know from our own experience that mm-hmm. this the path of deep union with another being is a spiritual path. Yes. And you can take it all the way, just like you could take any other spiritual practice. Yes. But there are so few examples. I don't even know, honestly, of a living example. If any listener knows of an excellent example of a a couple of any sort Mm -hmm. that is on a full spiritual path, 
of union. Yeah. That that is their path. Mm-hmm. Not you're on a spiritual path and I'm on a spiritual path and we occasionally meditate together. Yeah. No, the couplehood, the love itself is the path. Right. It is the path. Right. It's not, uh, yeah, you're on your path and I'm on my path and we no. support each other. Right, right. Our path that we're on right now is is this straight up math that relates to electricity. Our path that we've that we figured out is a circuit. Mm. We we complete the circuit with the divine energy mm. by having a positive and negative or a male female mm-hmm. um, balance. Mm-hmm. I'm I provide my energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katana provides her energy. When we touch or or are connected, which we always are, mm-hmm. that creates a circuit that we can mm-hmm. now receive and transmit mm-hmm. the loving energy of the universe. Right. That, that's the path that we're on. Yes. Um, and I, I think it is possible to achieve this path yeah. as a solo person, mm-hmm. but it's hard as hell. Yeah. And, and it's not for every, everyone. Right. Some people are able to go there. Yeah. Thomas Merton, yeah. Ram Dass, yeah. um, his, his teacher. We keep talking about all these people. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but there's not that many. No. And, and it's fucking hard. Right. And it, it's much easier, I think, yeah. uh, at least in our case, mm-hmm. because of our past karma and mm-hmm. our current way of life to just do it together. Right. Because that's, uh, I mean, it's just biologically seems to fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, male and female somehow seem to fit pretty good together naturally and the energy of of our connection mm-hmm. completes the circuit mm-hmm. which which then ignites the the energy mm-hmm. that is is always around us at all mm-hmm. times the tree never is separated away from the loving energy of the universe right. it's always connected literally right. to the right. earth and and to the the energy which when we connect with each other mm-hmm. we're tapping into that energy right and the second that we start to uh disharmonize from that energy mm-hmm. we can feel it immediately yeah, immediately and, and then we have to stop what we're doing mm-hmm. and get back in to alignment with the fucking energy or else <laughs> with the fucking energy or else we're gonna have to <laughs> cry you know it, it, it's um it's uh difficult but we're figuring it out, right? And, and it is a path. It and is a path. I, I think it, it's it used to be the norm. It used to be probably the only way. Um, maybe in a in a past civilizations mm-hmm. like Graham Hancock and his mm-hmm. um his uh his series on Netflix mm-hmm. where he's talking about um, a lost civilization. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in a lost civilization mm-hmm. like Avalon or Atlantis, mm-hmm. every male and female were the circuits mm-hmm. powering the entire city mm-hmm. with no wires, mm-hmm. just love only. Mm-hmm. Everything was powered by just loving energy. Mm-hmm. Imagine what, what uh, amps a love right. love draws. I know we know? were joking about that. Like if someone put some kind of meters on us or something, you know, what would be the, I don't even know how you would read something like that. Yeah. I mean, we, electrically. Could, we could probably do it, but yeah. I, it, I don't know. It would be <laughs> hard to measure. <laughs> but you know, the point of what you're saying is that we, by connecting fully with each other, we are then fully connected with the universe and the divine. Right. So it's not, it's not a substitute for that. It's no. a, it's a way of doing that more, mm-hmm. much more. Right. You know, I was doing everything I could do 
basically as an individual mm-hmm. before meeting you in this lifetime to to get connected you know spending a lot of time with horses meditation in the woods mm-hmm. all of these different things that you can do that are good things and will help you connect right but it is faster and stronger and just more powerful to do it through partnership at least at least for us in this loving, lifetime loving, loving partnership loving partnership it's so key mm-hmm. i mean that's the other thing we talk a lot about in this in in this age of you know the generation of pluto in scorpio i don't know the dates in front of me but it's sometime like in the 86 87 pluto went into scorpio to the like 1995 yeah or, or something around yeah. there around that time yeah frame. check your own chart if you have pluto and scorpio i was born in 1987 and i'm i'm in pluto and scorpio yeah and i'm just before you and i have pluto and libra right but the pluto and scorpio generation is really the one that's dominating instagram yeah and those kinds of things and and you can really see the confusion mm-hmm. in my opinion right about sex and love and empowerment and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of confusion it's going on definitely about what these things mean and and how you get there mm-hmm. um because the the love is essential there's no there's no way to do what we're talking about doing without love no no even if there's some it won't even happen in a relationship that's that's good like we love each other but there's still something being held back there's some part of you that you can't reveal you can't be fully transparent with mm-hmm. or your partner is not able to maybe you're doing the best that you possibly can i mean that's the thing that always annoys me about we read some in some dumb new age book and they were like well just you know tell your partner be honest and tell your partner that you're feeling that they're putting this or that on you and then they'll become more honest and authentic too. Mm-hmm. Like really, I, I tried that for 20 years. It didn't work. <laughs> it really didn't work. No. You know? no. I mean, it was important that I did it. I got good at it, mm-hmm. but it didn't change the other person. No. So yeah, you might not you might not be with the partner that is going to be able to do that. And then I don't know what to I mean, there's just so many things. There's so many directions to go with this. I have a, I, I'm glad we're talking about this finally because clearly there's just so much to say. Hola, como estas? Me llamo Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I really would love to have the Mexican and South American and people from Spain yeah. um, listening to podcasts yeah. uh, or listening to this podcast because, um, you know, Western thought mm. is boring. Mm. Mm, true. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hola, como estas? Me amo Derek. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying Mexican uh, things. I'm I'm saying Spanish words, um, <laughs> uh, which maybe will somehow translate into uh, the internet funneling our uh, podcast maybe. To, to South America. Uh, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to keep talking about lost civilizations and their... And their footprints left in South America and Mexico. And Perhaps. maybe that will get us on, on some kind of radar. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? But now I'm all lost my train of thought. Yeah. I, I mean, we're trying to talk about partnerships and love. Yeah, yeah. And, and why it's not um, uh, okay and why it's not acceptable to be um, in a union, in a loving union with another person. 
the and Pluto and Scorpio generation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. has has taken what 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 you would think of as love deep loving connection and turned it into an orgy and right. called it deep right. loving connection or tantra or tantra which it's not right it's yeah. not the same no. and any any connection you have with another person if it's not stemming from love and there's no love involved between both both uh people all you're doing is creating a, a traumatic sexual experience mm-hmm. for one or the other person which is not helpful no no because then it just creates more resistors in the circuit so that later you're going to have to clear them out if you do actually want to experience the full circuit of the, the the possibility of the power that can flow through that right but i mean it is it's such a requires so much vulnerability like you said and that's also become a buzzword that's not a buzzword mm-hmm. i mean being vulnerable doesn't mean you're going to write about all your deep dark secrets on the internet that's not being vulnerable. Being vulnerable requires being received as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't be received in a loving way through Instagram. No. And it like it hurts me sometimes to read, you know, when I was on there and I would read things these young women were writing and you know, I I could tell that they are genuinely trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. You know, to right. to understand themselves, to mm-hmm. free themselves from shame, to all you know, all these things. But it was sad to me because I know that you're not going to get what you need when you put it out on Instagram. Right. You know, at best you'll get some likes and some flame emojis and praying hands. You know, praying hands, maybe a few individual messages like, Oh, what you said really touched me and you know, I mean that's best case scenario. Right. But that's not love. No. And the circuit requires that you be received. Right. Fully received. Fully received with love love and and safety and trust and transparency. You know, it's not to, we're not saying all this to belittle other people's efforts or their relationships. No. We're saying all this because it's the truth and nobody wants to say the truth. And there's so many lies. Right. I thought about calling, we should call this episode, like, everything you've been told about relationships is wrong. It's true. Because it is true. It is true. The whole thing that we're fed now is wrong. It doesn't work. No. It just doesn't work. All the therapy books, all the couples therapist bullshit, none of it works. No. And they know it doesn't work. The numbers show it doesn't work. People's right. experiences show it doesn't work. So why do we keep, as a culture, hammering at these same approaches? Like, oh, you just need you need more alone time. That's the solution. Mm-hmm. You know, you need more alone time. Like, if you're in a relationship where you're feeling like you have to constantly somehow set aside some, you know, boundaries around this is my life and don't, you know, I felt that way very much. Yeah. I had to. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's not a loving relationship. No. And it's not a loving union. No. I mean, maybe there's other kinds of relationships. I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Like you could have a you could have a marriage that's like a business partnership. That's a lot of marriages. Right. Like we're going to um there used to be this radio host in the Twin Cities who would call it like domestic associates. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. we're going to share we're going to run a household together. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. No. No. 
this is not an LLC. This, this is not a C <laughs> right. corporation. Right. This, this is a loving union. Yes. With that's completing a circuit with divine eternal love source energy that uh, always exists, always will exist. That's not the same, and, right. and it's not even uh, close. Right. And to say it is is fucked up. And right. that that's what's happened. Right. That that's what's happened. Especially, I mean, maybe not especially. It's been happening since forever, probably. But since I've been alive, mm-hmm. the Pluto and Scorpio generation, yeah, we have been for for sure mm-hmm. targeted. Yeah, uh, with you should just. I mean, I didn't know anyone that had fucking parents. Right. Everyone had a mom who a mom with no dad. The dad was a drywaller somewhere mm-hmm. uh, that they saw once, mm-hmm. uh, and and their mom was a single mom who did everything, uh, which turned out to be did nothing good. Mm-hmm. They 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 worked and they. They they poorly paid for mm-hmm. things. They they accepted government um, handouts in order to to pay, get crappy uh, food. Uh, they it, it wasn't um, uh, helpful and it wasn't um, balanced. Mm-hmm. That that was propped up as a female empowerment mm-hmm. and and feminist um, mm-hmm. uh, excellency. Uh, I mean, it was excellent to be a single mom, mm-hmm. uh, just getting it done, you know, yeah. uh, the Beyonce fucking Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever the fuck right. that song is. We just listened to it the other right. day. Um, but it, that's not the reality. Right. The reality that I saw from my childhood and all of all my friends who had single moms was that everyone was living in misery. Mm-hmm. There was no one. No one taught me how to be a man. I know I didn't know any men anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I knew were a bunch of women who didn't know how to be men because they're not men, mm-hmm. a- and they taught me how to not anything. They they taught me how they go to work and I take care of my own shit and, and try to figure out my own life uh, from a pretty unloving, sad, mm-hmm. sad fucked up way. Mm-hmm. That's not um, uh, empowerment. No, uh, and and being being told that that is empowerment that mm-hmm. that taking care of your kids as a single mother is good mm-hmm. and that it should be uh it's a virtue virtuous to do. Yeah. I don't, I just don't think so. No. And, and from the first hand experience didn't, um, didn't line up with, with feeling good. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, my experience was slightly different, but some similarities, you know, my mom was married four times. Um, maybe it was three. Yeah, three times. Mm-hmm. Married and divorced three times. Yeah. Um, two of them in my lifetime. And just didn't, it didn't work for her, you mm-hmm. know, and she was constantly struggling. Yeah. With that. Um, for some reason, while you were talking, my mind was going to this thought of like, why? I, I don't know. It's not even related to what you're saying, but it was like, why continue? why continue in a relationship that you know is not loving um so i can't make a link really i mean i i the why continue in a relationship that's not loving because that's the only evidence that you have yeah that that there is yeah i mean as far as i could tell no one had a loving relationship right my grandparents Clearly, did right. not like even like each other, right? From what I could tell, right. I didn't. Anyone that that they were married, yeah, it didn't look like they liked each other at no. all. That they were technically uh, man and woman living together in the house, 
But as far as love goes, I, I didn't see much of that going no. on. The man was a fucking asshole. The mm-hmm. woman was uh, neglected mm-hmm. and unhappy mm-hmm. visually, like bags yeah. under the eyes, yeah. um, hair all fucked up, yeah. um, poor skin, overweight. Yeah. Uh, the man, uh, overweight, um, unattractive, all fucked up, uh, addicted to everything you can be addicted to, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol, pornography, sports. Mm-hmm. The uh, none of that is equaling out to be loving, right? Uh, right. You know, uh, so that's that's what um, you accept. That's what you mm. see and accept yeah, yeah. as that. Yeah. That is love. Yeah. I just need to find myself a woman who's gonna manipulate the shit out of me <laughs> and make me buy her shit and and send her on trips mm. so that I can. Uh, get some quasi intimacy right right exactly yeah i mean it's the accepting a substitute accepting something rather than nothing Mm -hmm. or thinking that you know it's better to have this than to be alone Mm -hmm. or you know i think something for me that was driving me was this desire to be loving myself Mm -hmm. and to understand what that meant and to I wanted to know about the de- the deeper path of intimacy and the 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 spiritual path of union. Mm-hmm. I knew that that was somehow possible, and I think now it was my memories of you mm-hmm. from prior lifetimes that was driving me towards this ideal of I know somewhere in me I know that this is possible. Yeah. I know there's some sort of way of being in a fully loving connection but it wasn't you at that time right and it was uh, it was a karmic it was a karmic thing mm-hmm. you know someone from a past life who i had unfinished business with and then also had to repeat patterns that i had been through before so that i could learn how to get out of them mm-hmm. you know right so yeah i mean it's just it's it's such a combination of so many things of why why do we get into these relationships in the first place and then why do we stay in them mm-hmm. you know i mean i looking back i i do wish more people had been honest with me mm-hmm. and had said what they thought if they thought it right. because one of the problems of course in an abusive relationship is you're isolated right so you don't have they're just you're not able to maintain other connections because mm-hmm. the marriage itself is so disruptive and it's so unreliable and it's so controlling that any other connection you try to keep will ultimately get disrupted somehow right because of that chaos and and people are, don't tell you the truth they won't say what they really think right. you know if they're witnessing it and then you, it takes a long time to understand what's really going on, especially like you're saying, if all you've seen your whole life is this is just how it is. Right. Then it's easy to say to yourself, well, this might be the best that it gets. Mm-hmm. Although I did have this nagging, persistent thing of like, this is not it. This is not it. That there is something. I know what it is. Right. And this isn't it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know where you were. <laughs> I didn't know where you were. Interestingly, I mean, I we could... ended up in the same small town in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. A place neither one of us is from. Right. What are the odds? And we were in this small town for five years. 
before we found each other. Right. Never crossed paths as far yeah. as we know. Only f like 15 minutes away from each other yeah. or less. Yeah. In the same geographic region where there's only a few stores. <laughs> right. I mean, we probably, we went to the same grocery stores. Yeah. I don't know that we ever saw each other. I feel no. like I would have known because I remember the first time I did see you in the grocery store, mm -hmm. in fact. Right. We had, you had contacted me about setting up an astrology session. Mm -hmm. We had scheduled it and then immediately started emailing each other. Right. Because your birth information said you were from Albuquerque. You're born in Albuquerque. Yeah. And I was stunned because I spent the last three years obsessing about New Mexico. Mm -hmm. I want to move to New Mexico. I need to move to New Mexico. I'd never been there, but was just somehow intuitively drawn to feeling like this place is something. Mm -hmm. Then when I got your email, Albuquerque, New Mexico, you're the first person I ever met from New Mexico. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And your address, same zip code. Yeah. So then I started emailing you, asking you, how did you find me? What is the story? What's going on? Right. And then as soon as we started, I mean, as soon as the connection was made, it was just like instant flow right. of unstoppable. Unstoppable, like it is now. Yeah. Wake up at 3 a.m., <laughs> right. uh, some sort of esoteric uh, right. riddles in the night or possibly a conversation <laughs> right. wake up in the morning right um instantaneous philosophical conversations right. that last from morning till night every right. day right all day right this what you're hitting, hearing right now let's see we're at 53 minutes this is 53 minutes of an ongoing conversation that doesn't ever stop <laughs> and we just try to pop in to, to yeah. try to get some sort of uh uh, you know, feeling, right. feeling for it so right. that we can uh, express it to others yeah. or to ourselves later yeah. in the car. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's ongoing and it, yeah. it, it's, it's vital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we started the email exchange. We had been emailing back and forth for a couple of days. We ran into each other at the small co-op mm -hmm. in the small town. Right. And I saw you from across the store. I heard you talking to a child. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard your voice in this lifetime. Right. And I knew instantly it was you. And my heart was pounding. And I was like, oh, my God, because I was with my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I had just started having a few email exchanges. It wasn't really anything yet. No, no, it was, it, it was okay. But totally, I, totally I, I knew something right. because I was like, didn't want to run into you. I'd like avoided you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that I wouldn't have to talk to you mm -hmm. because I didn't know what would happen. I honestly felt like the chemistry and the connection was so strong already mm -hmm. that it would be obvious to everyone. <laughs> Right. So I just avoided you. Right. And then, you know, I mean, basically we continued writing to each other for two months. I mean, writing to each other, talking on the phone, you know, mm -hmm. for two right. months before uh, realizing that this is our path. Right. And having to change everything else. Right. Where, why was I saying that? Oh, just because I think had I run into you before... I would have known or something, you know, right. because I felt it so strongly. Mm -hmm. But that is the the past life karma. Mm -hmm. And that is why it is possible for us to just pick up the conversation right. where we left off, you know. And particularly, I think for us, it's a um, so many lifetimes of actually being in circumstances where we weren't free to talk. Mm -hmm. Either we weren't actually allowed to be together or we were persecuted for our beliefs or 
just different things happened. It got cut off early yeah. by a tragic death. So now that we have this freedom to talk, it's essential. Yeah, we definitely don't um, skimp on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so then why? Why share it? I mean, I think it's not, again, it's not to gloat or be like everybody else sucks. You know, it's to say this is possible. This is possible. And whatever it is that you're feeling, uh, you know, your, your feelings of hopelessness or of that's a myth that you can find your soulmate or... Or what I used to think was I would see people, couples, and I'd immediately start looking for the chinks, like, where is the, what's the issue? Mm-hmm. They've got to have an issue. Yeah. There must be a problem. Yeah. And I will just say that we don't have any problems. No. <laughs> I mean, someone can come look no. as hard as they want to, no. but we don't have any problems. No. So it is possible. Mm-hmm. It is possible. It doesn't mean it's, it's like this concept of like, you have to work, you have to work to have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. We don't work to have a good relationship. We do work on our own. uh, You know, we have to work through stuff from the past sometimes. Right. But it's never, I think with this, the, the primary thing is if you, if you have this commitment to no separation. Mm hmm. Like that's become our language of like, I'm feeling some separation or I'm feeling something's off. Mm-hmm. Then we immediately go to, okay, what's happening? Right. And we've established enough trust with each other to just say whatever it is. There's no, yeah. I don't do any censoring. I don't think about whether I should tell you or not, or, you know, there's just nothing like that. We just go right to the heart of whatever it is. Yeah. This particular situation is reminding me of some trauma from the past. It's bringing up these feelings. Mm -hmm. And then it moves on. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't call that work, but it does require, it requires an understanding of priorities. It requires vulnerability. Yeah. And it requires trust. And it requires actually um, not being separated from the other person. Right. I, I, if I'm having a hard time and I, I don't know what to do, I n- need to know that I can, I can tell you, even if it's in an inopportune time yeah. that I'm not right yeah. and that you're going to, you're going to accept what I'm saying yeah. and, and put your energy into me mm-hmm. so that we can continue the circuit that we've got mm-hmm. with towards love. Because if we don't, then the separation mm-hmm. grows. Right. And then next thing you know, you've got a, a separation. Right. Separation is not union. Right. Right. I mean, that that's one way that separation occurs. And then this whole idea of, well, I've just got to go have some time to myself so I can sort it out. I've got to go to my therapist. I've got to go to my yoga class. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, clearly. But I am saying that there, I think there are some wrong understandings mm-hmm. from my own experience. That's all I can say. Yeah. I had a 20-year dysfunctional marriage. Now I have the partnership I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Those are two experiences that I can pull from. Right. And what I can say is that what works is staying connected all the time. Yeah. And every time I have, it hasn't happened that many times, maybe once or twice 
early on where I would start to pull back a little bit yeah. of like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then thankfully you just didn't let me, you know, I mean, yeah. and then I chose, I mean, you have to choose. Mm -hmm. I chose the, to, it's hard. Yeah. It's scary mm -hmm. at first. Like I'm going to just expose myself. It's going to hurt. Yeah. What hurts is the healing of the old shit. What hurts you know? is the the memory of not being received right. in the past, right? And and that that might be continued on, right? And that you're gonna be left alone, uh, exposed again, right? To the world, to to the pain, right? But but once you actually do it, in our case, it just you get exposed. I receive the, the exposure, and we just uh, go through it to together, right? Right. And then it becomes, and then it becomes something that was in the past that no, now no longer exists right. ever again. It just it, right. that that is over. Right. That 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 thing, whatever it was, it goes away. Right. It doesn't have another place to hide, or you know, it's not written down in a journal. Right. Or, yeah. Or uh, right. talked about to a therapist. Right. Or or ran ran a hundred miles. Yeah. Uh, thinking about it, right. and never exposed. Right. It's 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 actually just talked about and moved moved on. Right. Right. Yeah. And that works because what's happened ha has been increasing trust, increasing happiness, increasing uh, peace and harmony inside of ourselves. You know, we have fewer and fewer occasions of old pain arising. So you know that it's healing because right. it's not coming back. Right. It gets healed and then it goes away. Right. And then there's more. But it changes, you know, and the same things are not coming back, in other words. Mm -hmm. And they're not creating new issues. They're not, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. It's working. Right. We've given it a hell of a shot so far. Right. It's working. It is working. And I tried all the other ways and they didn't work. Right. Although, you know, that wouldn't have been possible. It was not possible. No. In my previous marriage to do what we do. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say that um, I think um, if you're listening to this, I, I know that in the past I was uh, uh, often listening to things alone quite yeah, a bit. Me too. Listening to things, reading things, uh, trying to sort myself out somehow to, to to stay alive stay sane mm -hmm. if you're listening to this now right now and your um partner that you're married to um can't listen to this with you mm. then that's something mm -hmm. that may be difficult that might be a difficult realization right. that just came into right. your into your ex experience if your partner can't hear what 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 we just talked about but you can and you feel this feeling got this feeling in your stomach in your heart of pain that's a sign mm -hmm. but it's also a sign that that doesn't have to be like that right that's a sign that you you actually are alive mm -hmm. and you can be free mm -hmm. you are free actually mm -hmm. and there's no ne necessity to remain in pain mm -hmm. because pain just uh um moves on and and uh 
um, love will replace it. Mm-hmm. As soon as it goes out, love will go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it requires um, acknowledging it mm-hmm. and and going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's scary, and uh, but the truth is scary. Um, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty year marriage is no longer a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven year marriage that I had is over. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, things that you think are going to be unending mm-hmm. pain are actually not. They're mm-hmm. not. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can be a loving future, but. Um, you have to do something. You have to uh, take a step. And it, if you feel uh, some something in your body that you can't share with your your partner, then that's the first step of of knowing that maybe it's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might it might take a while. I mean, we often say, like, what do you tell someone? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you know? Because there are karmic things there's karmic relationships and right. and you you have something you have to finish something you have to learn right that's essential and i do think that the things that i learned and the the process that i went through all was essential to get me to this point right however i also wish i hadn't had to suffer as long as i did mm-hmm. and sometimes i wonder if i you know there were there were quite a few opportunities <laughs> to leave the marriage earlier right and i didn't take them you know would it have been better had i you know who knows all that stuff is just it's it's unknowable really right so i don't know can we tell anybody else the the timing but i i think that it regardless of whether you feel capable of leaving the relationship now mm-hmm. it's important to start to plant these seeds of awareness in your own heart so that when you do find the right person, they're ready to ripen, you know, and not to internalize too much pain and hopelessness and hate and despair and fighting and and, and accepting that as a norm. It doesn't, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be that way. It's not normal. I mean, it is normal, sadly, mm-hmm, right. but it's not, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I used to just think, well, that, that must just be, that's relationships. Everybody fights. Right. And if people say they don't fight, it's because they're all libra out with polite dishonesty and they just are passive aggressive and they ignore things and they stuff things and they, you know, mm-hmm. I never occurred to me that there's a, another possibility of like, well, maybe people don't fight because they actually just address everything all the time that comes up right right away. Or they don't fight because they have some deep long-term... Because the karma, what's karma, right? The karma is uh, a set of causes that's now producing results. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of momentum that's coming from before. Right. Karma does not mean just bad (laughs) no no you know the karma that you and i have is good right we've had lifetimes of having an excellent relationship that then got disrupted or derailed by circumstances and other people and things like that right we don't have any karma of fighting with each other 
No. But we do have a lot of karma of knowing each other, mm -hmm. which then makes this, this result possible. Right. So I don't know why I'm saying that. Do you? Um, no. <laughs> I, think, I think all, all that really is, is the, the synthesis of that ah. is that um, just grab the flowers mm -hmm. from the seeds that you planted mm -hmm. because you can either grab the flowers or you can um, get the negative results of of the seeds. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, they're coming one way or another. Mm -hmm. So plant the seeds of love mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. and then pick up the roses. Mm -hmm. I don't know when they're going to come, mm -hmm. but right now, today, right now, in this moment, the rose for us is in the is here mm. which we are can smell each mm. day the rose exists because mm. we of the seeds that were planted mm. uh in in the past and that we're um reaping now and anyone can can plant the seeds of love right now in this moment in their own mind in their own heart and go towards uh creating karma that's going to allow them to smell the rose of love in the future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, do it. You should do it today. That's beautiful. Yeah, it, it makes me think of um, what we were saying about horses yesterday. You know, that if you can't be fully open and loving with your partner, you can be fully opening, open and loving with the universe. Mm -hmm. You can be open and loving with a horse. They're right. open and loving. Right. In most cases, that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's what they want from us. Right. Is that same thing. Dogs, uh, children sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not always. <laughs> yeah. You know, trees. And to just be cultivating the ability to do that and the desire to do that and the willingness to do that regardless of whether all of the circumstances are aligned in the way that they need to be for a human relationship to do that. Right. I think is the way to start doing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, we've been talking about uh, ending the podcast in a way that makes sense. Mm. Like uh, some sort of, thing so i think we should start you know i would say that we should dedicate you know we should dedicate what everything we're talking about to love 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 is the only thing that exists truly that carries on from this lifetime uh to the next and, and love is what is actually um keeping everything alive on this planet and in, in all dimensions and I think that we should dedicate um, this podcast and this uh, talk, my the, the frequency of my voice, the frequency of your voice over to the, the vibration, the frequency, the energy of love, because that's really all there is. Yes. Yes. And to all beings who are, not feeling the experience 
of love, that they may feel something of it coming from us and know that it is theirs too. And we all have love innately inside us and are all connected to it. Love is not just yours and mine. Our love is everyone's love. Soha. Soha.